Well, hello, and once again, the world is still a crazy, strange place, which is why we've got waffle-free storytelling to just put our feet up and make some sense of a few things. Tina Constant here. You know the waffle is in the show notes. Uh, But right now, we are just going straight into the story. It's called The Garden Toria Grew. Now, Toria came to an age in her life when she was expected to know what to do next. She watched her friends and her neighbors and the kids she grew up with. They all flew off in various directions, looking exceedingly certain and confident about where they were going and what they were doing. But the truth was, Toria didn't know what to do next with her life. Because she had never thought of it, not even once. Her childhood had been wrapped in a kind of dream where questions like, what's next, were all about the games to play, not about careers or direction or jobs or ambition. So it was, when everyone else ran off to get on with their lives, Toria was left standing at the gates with no idea where to turn. Now, across the path, In the gardens that grew around the village, the old gardener watched Toria. And as the sun began to set, seeing she hadn't moved from the gates, he called her over and asked for help to pack up his tools. As they gathered the rakes and the shovels and the forks and the string, Toria explained her problem. Well the old man finally said, piling ripe, raw, steaming manure into a bed of roses. You know why it's easy for some? Toria shook her head, squeezing her nose shut to block out the stink. People are like guardians, the old man said. Some had their seeds planted for them a long time before they were even born. Others had seeds given to them, so they had nothing to do except lay them in the ground. The old man mixed the manure into the soil as he spoke, turning the ground thick and dark and rich. Others, the old man said, live under the shade of a long-established tree, so they have no need for seeds of their own. But you... The old man picked up a lump of manure, broke it up, sniffed it, and placed it under a sprout of a new rose bush. Your seeds, the old man said, have not been planted. In fact... You have yet to find them, and that is a wonderful thing. (sighs) Wonderful. Toria wasn't so sure. The stink from the manure was filling up her nostrils. She'd be very happy if someone just gave her a completely perfect garden, one she could just enjoy, one she didn't have to grow or work on. And the old man smiled. If you accept the challenge of finding your own seeds, you get to grow the garden you choose. And that is where the wonder is. Toria thought for a moment. 
Can't I just buy a pack of seeds off the shelf and be done with it? The old man laughed, and as the moon rose in the sky, the old man took Toria around his garden. You could do that, he said. Many people do. The trouble is, doing that means that your garden will look just like the one next door. No, he smiled, for a garden that matters Every seed needs a story. And so the old man took Toria around the garden and told her how every plant, every flower and every stalk got there, who bought it, what it went through to get there, how it survived the weather, no matter how extreme. Perhaps, he finally said as the sun began to rise, Your start in life is to find your very first seed. Toria let the sun touch her face. But I don't know where to start, she said. I only know where the ordinary seeds are. The old man smiled. Now that's a good point. To find extraordinary seeds, you need to go to extraordinary lengths. If you're willing, I will show you the first steps. Then he drew Toria close. Go to the cave of the green dragon, he whispered. See what you can find. If you find anything of value, bring it back. Then the gardener pointed to a large piece of empty land. I will keep this piece of land for you. When you return, you can plant what you found here. With directions on how to find the green dragon's cave, Toria finally left the village and went in search for her very first seed. As she travelled, she met people, and in their conversations, she told them what she was doing. She told them about the green dragon, and almost without exception, they laughed or thought she was being a fool. Is that old gardener still spinning that tale? Well... Dad add a wink or a smirk or a grin or a giggle. His directions are totally wrong, they said. I'll tell you how to get to the green dragon's cave. And every person Toria met gave her different directions. Sometimes north, sometimes south. Sometimes they told her to quit entirely. Now sometimes, when Toria was extremely tired, She lost focus and followed those new directions. But they always led nowhere. They always got her lost or got her confused. And in the end, she always returned to the path that the old gardener had set. She travelled east. Then she travelled north. And she kept going until she saw a great mountain in the distance. It was a hard journey, full of Danger and horror and challenges and frustrations. There were days where she thought she would not survive, but she did. 
Now, after months and months, she finally came to the foot of that mountain, just like the gardener had said. With the cold wind blowing and rain starting to fall, Toria began to climb. The hours stretched into days and then stretched into weeks. When her limbs ached and burned with effort, she clung to the side of the mountain, wondered what she was doing and why she was doing it. Just about everyone she met thought the gardener was a crazy old man. And what if he was? That thought had crossed Toria's mind, but still she carried on. She couldn't explain it. She certainly didn't understand it. Some things she decided in the end just didn't have to be explained. If it felt right, it felt right. And at that moment, no matter what, climbing that mountain felt right. And so she tightened her grip and she kept going. With blood on her hands and her boots worn through, Toria finally reached the cave. The stench was profound, a million times worse than the old man's manure. It seemed to wrap around her and go right through her. It reached into her nostrils and down her throat. Oh, she stepped back. Then she forced herself to stand her ground. Find what's valuable, the gardener had said. Ignoring the stench, Toria kept going deeper and deeper into the cave, ankle deep and then knee deep. She waded through the cave looking for any sign of seeds or anything that would make her journey worthwhile. But finally, after three days and three nights of searching that cave in the muck and the mire, she stopped. Maybe the people on her journey had been right. Maybe the old man was crazy. Or maybe Toria had misunderstood his instructions. Then Toria remembered the old man carefully breaking up the manure and laying it under a sapling rose. Well, she smiled, I'll take the gardener a gift at least. And she filled her bag and her pockets with the mud and the muck and the stink and the stench that filled the green dragon's cave. When she could carry no more, she climbed out of the cave, down the mountain, past the sniggling, giggling travellers she had met before, and Toria travelled west, and then she travelled south, and she went home. When she got there, she went straight to the gardener to tell him she had failed, but that she had bought him a gift that she thought he might like. The moment the gardener saw her, he clapped his hands with so much joy and delight that Tori was confused. The old man hugged her and welcomed her home, and then he stood her in the middle of the ground he had saved for her, and bucket after bucket of water from the stream, he rinsed the mud and the munker, the stink and the stench off of her. The thick black sludge swilled around her feet and seeped into the soil. Clean and fresh, the old man made Tori a hot mug of soup, lit the fire, and then he said, Tell me, 
Tell me everything. What did you do? What did you see? And with the moon rising high in the sky, Toria told the old man her story. All the people she met, the good ones and the bad ones, the crazy ones and the funny ones, the ones who helped her and the ones who hindered her. She told him about the sunsets and the struggles, the easy days and the hard days, and finally of the cave, and of the mud and the muck, and how, despite it all, she came home with really nothing. As the sun rose on their conversation, the old man smiled. <laughs> nothing indeed, he said. Come, let me show you. With the gold light of dawn reaching into the garden, the old man took Toria to the piece of land he had set aside for her. And there, instead of barren soil, she saw a garden packed with gold and blue and yellow and orange, violet, aqua and turquoise, and in between every colour were a hundred shades of green. The old man beamed at the display. Now, the old man said, when people come to this garden and they ask how this magnificent display got here, I will tell them of the girl who had the courage, the faith and the determination to journey to the cave of the green dragon, the wisdom to understand what had value and the intelligence and heart to know what to do with it. Then the old man turned to Toria and said, So, my intrepid gardener, what is next? And for the first time in her life, Toria knew. She packed her bags, she hugged the gardener, and went looking for more seeds to fill her garden. And that's it from the Waffle Free Storytelling Podcast for today. Uh, go grow something beautiful. Uh, if you want the waffles, down in the show notes or drop around to www.tinaconstant.com where you can join in more of a chat and, uh, and catch up with me there. All right, have a beautiful, beautiful day. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye now.